0: Welcome back to The Daily Devotion. My name is Kevin Hale. I'm the pastor of Christ Church Conway, a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America here in Conway, Arkansas. The Daily Devotion is a time for us to be strengthened in our faith through the study of scripture and theology. At present, we're looking at the book of Galatians, this incredible letter that Paul wrote to defend the gospel in a particular church that had, that was drifting away from the realities of the gospel of grace and were adding works to the gospel. He has some very strong words for this church. It's one of the few letters he writes where he doesn't somehow encourage the people. Rather, he, right at the outset, rather than being thankful for them or calling them saints or anything like that, he's astonished at them that they're deserting the one who called them. Right now we're looking at chapter one, verses six through nine. Let me pray for us and we'll read those verses and then look at the closing words that he has to say in those verses this morning. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the reminder of the purity of the gospel, that it has a particular content to which we are to cling, that we are to guard that we are to look to Christ alone for salvation. We ask that even as we hear this warning in the book of Galatians, that you would help us by your spirit to do that, that we might rest wholly in Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Paul writes, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one. This is very strong language that we're looking at this morning in verses 8 and 9 where Paul tells us that, that anyone who preaches a different gospel than what they've received from him is to be accursed. We'll get to that word uh, in a minute. Right now I want us to be clear about what this gospel is. We talked last time we were looking at the book of Galatians on Saturday about the reality that this gospel, this new gospel, this other gospel that isn't actually a gospel at all, Paul tells us, isn't kind of turning to a completely different God or anything of that sort. It's not paganism. It's not some, you know, rank idolatry, at least in terms that we typically think of idolatry. It's a distortion of the true gospel. And so let's be clear once again about what that true gospel is. The gospel is the announcement of the finished work of Jesus Christ. And that by believing in him and nothing else, not by our works, not by anything we add to it, by faith in Christ, we stand justified before God. Because his good works, his righteousness is imputed to us. And so we are counted righteous in him because he died, our sins are washed away, his righteousness is credited to our account. The reformers summed this up as by grace through faith in Christ. Of course, all of those were followed by an alone. By grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. That is how we stand justified before God. The gospel is the announcement that Jesus Christ, the Son of God in the flesh, fulfilled the law perfectly on our behalf that we couldn't fulfill and then died in our place to bear the wrath of God. And that by looking to him in faith, we receive grace and mercy from God the Father because he poured out his wrath and judgment on Jesus. And so what was happening in Galatia wasn't an outright denial of Christ as the Son of God. It wasn't an outright denial of the finished work of Christ. It wasn't an outright denial of any of these things. It was adding particular works in accord with their tradition to faith. Particularly we see in the book of Galatians that circumcision and the celebration of certain days was being added and perhaps probably dietary laws were being added to faith in Christ. So that the Galatians were being told if you want to be right with God, if you really want him to to accept you, to love you, you also need to do these things. And that's what Paul says is another gospel adding these works. Now, it's not just those works in particular that skew the gospel, that distort the true gospel of Jesus Christ. It can be anything that we add. It can be any good works that we add to the gospel. Anytime we're saying, you can't be a Christian, or I don't know how someone can be a Christian, and dot, 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 Again, if we're filling in that dot, dot, dot with something other than believe in the gospel or or not believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ, then we are at best on very, very thin ice if not having already fallen through. Paul, in verses 8 and 9, puts himself on the chopping block and angels from heaven on the chopping block. He's so confident of what this gospel is that it truly is a gospel of grace, that it truly is only the announcement of the finished work of Jesus Christ, that that is where our standing is found, that he says, even if we, first person, plural pronoun, so it includes Paul, even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to this one, the gospel of grace, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the the proclamation of what he's done on our behalf being enough, then let that one who's preaching it be accursed. This accursed language is language that implies they have been cut off from the people of God. Anathema. That's, That's the idea here. That they've been utterly cut off. Paul says, he uses the same word in Romans 9, 3, for I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. This is the idea that Paul's wanting them to understand. That if you turn to anything else, then you lose the hope of the gospel and you truly stand accursed. You truly stand cut off. Later, we're going to see in the book of Galatians that when Peter withdraws from eating with the Gentiles because of cleanliness laws, Paul tells him that he stands condemned. This is the struggle that we have sometimes, isn't it? holding on to the pure gospel and nothing else. Recognizing that that we have nothing to offer in ourselves. That there's no good work that we do that commends us to God. And there's no good work we can demand of anyone else for them to be commended to God. Now this doesn't mean there's, not doctrines of sanctification and and the Christian life that we can talk about. Paul deals with that. but, But we've got to understand how quickly, how easily we confuse these categories. And we do so to our own peril. Paul is reminding us that there is but one way to God. And it has nothing to do with our good works and everything to do with the finished work of Jesus Christ and the faith that the Spirit works in us and the grace that is poured out upon us by our Heavenly Father because of what Christ, our Savior, did for us. We forget sometimes how serious of an issue this is that we get the gospel right that we don't confuse these categories. Paul reminds us here in the starkest of terms, repeating the same idea twice back to back. If anyone is preaching to you a gospel, a way of salvation, a way to God, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you have received, Contrary to the the doctrine that we are justified by grace through faith in Christ because of his finished work on our behalf. Let him be accursed. The gospel isn't something we get to play fast and loose with. It's far more serious than that. It's not something we get to say, well, that's your view, this is my view we put ourselves in great danger when we approach it that way. The gospel has a very specific content. And if we get it wrong, we're leading ourselves and anyone else that we announce this false hope to astray in the most dangerous way. That's why Paul is taking this so seriously. That's why he's so riled up in the book of Galatians. Because he knows what's at stake. This is why we should take this so seriously. Because we know what's at stake. Our hope is founded in Christ and him alone. Might we learn to rest there forever. Amen.